0: Good morning and welcome. And we are joined at this time, as we usually are every month, by the mayor of the city of Greensburg, Joshua Marsh. Good morning to you, Mr. Mayor.
1: Good morning, Tom, and thanks for having me on again this month.
0: Oh, well, Great to have you, as always. And, of course, the uh, Board of Works and uh, City Council uh, met Monday night. And uh, first up, of course, the, uh, the Board of Works and uh, they had a, a couple of uh, parades that they uh, had to deal with.
1: Yeah, the first one uh, coming is the Veterans Day Parade, which is actually going to be moved to the Saturday following Veterans Day, which will be Saturday, November 13th at 11 a.m. And it will start uh, at a Gill Funeral Home on North Broadway and continue down south to the War Memorial on the south side of the Courthouse Square where there will be a short ceremony, and then it will continue on um, north on Franklin Street. So this is something that's being moved to Saturday this year. Historically, it has been on Veterans Day, but so many veterans work that um, we wanted to be sure, or the organizers wanted to be sure that they have the opportunity to have as many veterans participate as possible. So, again, that's Saturday, November 13th at 11 a.m. We encourage everyone to join us for that. And the second one actually is coming um, in December, and it will be the Holiday Walk, um, 5 p.m., and it will be uh, downtown for uh december 4th which is the saturday i believe uh in the first saturday in december and it's going to be a great little procession down broadway across the square and then back north on franklin as well so very similar routes uh, two different events but a lot of fun so uh, we're glad to have both of those approved and off to the races and also
0: uh ron may the uh, city engineer uh, brought up a uh, couple of items one uh, in particular uh, revolving around uh, gis
1: Yeah, so this is something we've been working on since I've uh, gotten here a couple of years ago, and we are continuing to expand our GIS uh, division, which is really focused on data and gathering of uh, infrastructure points. I mean, that way, we have a history and a log of where we are. So we're expanding our GIS uh, uh, division from one individual into two, and we're also going to uh, make it less utility-focused and more infrastructure in general. So we're looking at streets and sidewalks and curbs Uh, Street signs, street lights, all the stuff you can't see under the street, stormwater, water and wastewater. And then being sure that we're documenting different things as we go through on uh, properties that we work with on code enforcement to make sure all that information is readily available and connected um, geographically. And so we're really excited to be expanding that division, and and I'm glad to see it coming to fruition. Our goal is to hire our new um, teammate uh, by January 1st and have them get started by then as well.
0: And that's a position, really, that uh, requires a lot of uh, education. Is uh, is what I understand.
1: It is a more technical um, the style of information. It's computer heavy. It's all you know, maps and uh, geographical based information. And we are looking for someone who's a professional in that field. So, yeah, it's a little bit more. um, It's going to be a department head level position, which is good. That'll move it into my cabinet. And they'll be at the table when we're talking about infrastructure improvements at any time. So I think those are really good advancements we're going to make in that division.
0: Yeah, and uh, a lot of communities are uh, having their own uh, GIS coordinators, uh, especially in the recent years, it seems like, uh, you know, it it seems like there's a bit more involvement as far as uh, that particular field is concerned.
1: Yes, and it's a growing field of just more information is required when we have interviews or discussions with the state. Sometimes they're asking us how many linear feet of some exact dimension pipe we have. So we just need to be um, more prepared for information that we're required to give um, in that way.
0: And also, uh, Ron May brought up uh, the Pirate Park entrance change order, and the city got some good news as far as that's concerned.
1: Yeah, we have a little bit more than hundred or $1,600 worth of deductions from that. It was a unit-based bid, so we actually got to save a little bit of money on that. Um, not a lot, but we'll take any dollar back that we can to continue to improve that facility.
0: And, of course, uh, during your uh, time, you had a, a couple of items as well, uh, one of which involved the uh, Wade-Hampton contract. And I uh, understand this is, revolves around the Stellar Group and some of those uh, talks and negotiations that are going on.
1: Yeah, so the Stellar Group is something that was formed about 2015 for our application to the state to become a stellar community. Uh, We did not win that award, but we've continued to work as a group to better our community in lots of ways. And lots of projects that we have going on or have been completed over the last several years were identified in that. The first one we just talked about, Pirate Park, um, is a part of that as well. So we're incredibly excited to keep this group moving. And what I would like to do, um, and I'm grateful for the board's support, is bring Wade Hampson, he's a a kind of a board guru who works with executive directors, boards, and agencies to bring them together to work outside of the silos. So we're gonna bring um, all of our stellar partners together, invite all of their boards um, to attend a one-day workshop in January to help sort of facilitate this conversation about where we wanna go as a group, where we wanna go as a community, and then how each of their respective agencies can play a role in that. So we're very excited um, to have that as a part of our uh, team and or part of our plan going forward to help build out the team some more.
0: And, of course, uh, obviously, uh, government uh, uh, folks will be involved in this and uh, understand uh, nonprofits around uh, Greensburg. And, all, and are uh, some of the nonprofits and some of those other organizations around Decatur County, are, are they involved in this as well?
1: Sure. So we have the Greensburg Decatur County Economic Development Corporation, the Greensburg Decatur County um, Chamber of Commerce, Main Street Greensburg, the Decatur County Greensburg uh, Visitor Center, or also known as Tourism, the Decatur County Community Foundation, Washington Township, um, the city. And we're really proud to have a, you know a wide breadth of people focused on the betterment of our entire community at the table for these discussions.
0: And uh, Mr. Hampton now, uh, and he's coming in, is it uh, what, early January is where uh, uh, some of this will, uh, a lot of this will take place?
1: That's what we're targeting. You know, we're, we're kind of truly running out of dates and times uh, here towards the end of the year. The holidays get in the way, and everybody gets busy as we make progress. So we're looking for a January date for him, I believe.
0: All right. And then uh, finally in the uh, Board of Works uh, portion of it, uh, you have a uh, ribbon cutting that's coming up next Saturday
1: yeah so this is going to be our fit outdoor fitness park um, our interns over the summer sam miller and ellie Aker, worked very diligently and presented this project to the board of works early this year to construct this so we're going to cut the ribbon on it saturday november 13th 10 a.m at rebecca park everyone is welcome to join us and check it all out we think this is a great quality of life amenity we're adding to the community it's a great project that they worked on and the parks department helped install so we couldn't be more proud of the partnerships and just adding a quality of life piece um, that we think it fits in with the whole park theme, of family and friends, and also fitness, right? That's where our trail, our East End Trail, starts and ends. So we're glad to have this uh, exercise equipment that's built to be outside and is free to anyone to use uh, be a part of our community now.
0: All right. Yeah, and that. Uh... Pretty self-explanatory a fitness park, uh, so a lot of things uh, you know f- for folks who want to get active, especially uh, you know as you head into the the winter months as well. It's a uh, you know it's a good thing, and uh, you know so uh, hopefully that uh, that's a that's a huge success for everybody.
1: I I am hopeful as well, and I hope it's well used. So we're looking forward to it.
0: All right, and with that, we're going to go ahead and take a timeout, and we'll discuss the city council portion of Monday night, and that's coming up right after this. And welcome back to The Daily Pod. I'm Tom Snape as we continue our monthly conversation with the mayor of the city of Greensburg, Joshua Marsh. And uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, during the um, uh, council portion, uh, you, had, uh, you presented uh, three salary-related ordinances. And uh, can you tell us the result of that action?
1: Yeah, and these were on second reading. These are under old business. There are annual salary ordinances we have to pass to lay out uh, for utility employees, Uh, city general employees, and then elected official salaries are all laid out in three separate ordinances. Those were all passed um, with support on Monday night, and now that gets filed with the state, and we'll move on, uh, and we'll do it again next year when the budget season rolls around then. All
0: right, and then uh, moving into new business, uh, Brian Robbins, the uh, Greensboro Decatur County Economic Development Corporation director, presented a uh, resolution for a tax abatement and uh, this sounds pretty interesting and uh, can you uh, tell us all about that
1: sure so it's for experience ag and they are a business that already exists in town but they're renting a small office space and they've grown their business into needing a place to work on equipment um and a showroom and office space, they deal with sort of high-end technology for agriculture and farming. And so they are expanding. They're going to build a building um, out on Veterans Way. It's at Veterans in Moscow Road, if you know where that is. And you can take a drive out there. They've got a sign-up that has a rendering of the building. It's a great um, addition to Veterans Way. We're excited to see some development happening out there. And Experience Ag's been a a great partner of Decatur counties, and and they have clients all over the country, really. Um, And we couldn't be more proud of them. So they're going to be building a building, and they came to ask for a tax abatement. They were granted a four-year property tax abatement on their $2.6 million assessed structure. And so once that's complete, then they'll receive uh, 175, 50, and 25% off, respectively, over the next four years. And um, that has a, a value of about $160,000 estimated in property tax uh, relief for them to expand their business. And we're glad to make investments in business to continue to hire more employees and invest in the community in ways that help, uh, help the community grow.
0: Yeah, and uh, good to see that uh, Veterans Way already uh, paying off, if you will, uh, with the uh, with this uh, particular site, and uh, and also uh, uh, what they uh, have in mind, uh, you know, further down the road, uh, you know, having a uh, display of the history of agriculture.
1: Yeah, she, uh, Jill Hart came to talk about this uh, last night, and she was talking about phase two sometime down the road, potentially including an ag museum and maybe some type of event center space and capacity. Um, she did mention that you know this is not part of phase one and that they would have to wait to see what phase two look like, but they are excited to have some room to grow out there and continue to do so.
0: Yeah, all right. And then, uh, of course, uh, also uh, Donald Lucker, the utilities manager, uh, the uh, ordinance uh, for uh, both the water rate and uh, the sewer rate.
1: Yeah, this was a, a conversation about that we had last month, but we really got the first reading completed. This was a 2021-23 and 2021-24 for water and sewer rates. They're over the next three years. So the first rate being 22, 23, and then 24. Um, For a total of 12.4% increase on water and uh, 23.5% over the next three years on sewer. The reason for the difference is we did a water rate increase that ran from 19 through 21, but we've not done one for sewer since 20. 19. Last rate increase was then. So it's been several years on that. And it shows that, you know, we just have to continue to keep up, you know, inflationary costs, cost of operating expenses, chemicals, machinery, personnel. It's not that we're expanding, it's that we're keeping up. And these are the rates that we're seeing. We're seeing, you know, an 8 to 10 percent annual increase in construction costs alone. So a 3 percent annual inflationary value isn't really realistic anymore, and you know, water and wastewater are expensive utilities to provide. But we've done a good job of maintaining our system. We must continue to do that, and uh, these rates will will set that out for the next uh, three years.
0: And again, uh, to uh, reiterate, these are um, these uh, percentage; these hikes are uh, are are uh, spread out over three years. Correct.
1: It's not twelve percent a year. It's twelve percent over the three, so it's about a four on water Um, and of course you know the less you use the less that is it's all you know user generated it's not a flat fee.
0: All right and then uh, moving into uh, your portion uh, what you had uh, a resolution as far as the um, coronavirus local fiscal uh, recovery fund and uh, you uh, explain that a little bit please.
1: Sure so we set out um, the funds to be distributed for items that were approved last month that include Public safety consoles, uh, 911 radios and dispatches, and then also an IT infrastructure upgrade to help with cybersecurity. So we laid those out, and then the remaining, and that was um, $350,000, and we laid out the remaining and matching state grants. Um, which we can use to match our ready grant funding that we continue to work towards applying for. The application's been submitted. Now we have to do our presentation. Hopefully, we'll be awarded some really great projects on that. So we went ahead and laid those out. And per state law, we have to pass an or per state recommendation guidance on that money. We have to pass a resolution that says what we're going to do with those funds.
0: Okay, so it's not uh, specifically... Earmarked, uh, shall we say, it's the fact that uh, you have those funds and uh, that you uh, plan to use them for uh, whatever uh, may come
1: down the pike. That is correct. It lays out guidelines of what we would use it
0: for. Okay. And then uh, also the uh, 2022 uh, public uh, meeting calendar has been set, and uh, there's going to be a a bit of a change as far as uh, a pair of the uh, city uh, meetings that uh, are on the schedule for next year.
1: Yeah, and actually that will affect the time that we get to spend together a little bit in 2022. We are working to modernize and add efficiency to our meeting schedule. So what we're planning to do is take our our Board of Zoning Appeals and Area Planning um, and the Water Board and move them all up to the first Tuesday of the month. And then we're going to have Redevelopment Commission and Airport Board meetings on the first Thursday of the month. And that allows them to suggest and approve something to be sent to council uh, for their approval the following week, which would be on the second Tuesday of the month. Um, And then we're going to move that to 530 for Board of Works and 630 for council. We're going to move them together. We're going to take that hour gap out of the middle and uh, just make everybody's time more efficiently used. And then also just, uh, you know, our employees spend a lot of time here after hours uh, attending the meetings because we serve with You know, citizen citizen body, and that is an important component of government, obviously. So we're just trying to make it a little bit better, but it'll also shift around a few other things. Instead of having one meeting per week, we're going to put them all into two weeks and just get that over with.
0: Okay, so kind of consolidate things a bit.
1: Yeah, and just make better use of everybody's time, and, and especially in the evenings.
0: And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, between you, and me, and uh, a few of our thousand of our closest friends, I, I like the uh, 5.30 and the 6.30 Board of Works and City Council meeting.
1: <laughs> yes, it seems, you know, we. As right now we have it at 5, and then we have typically an hour gap between 6 and 7 when we don't have anything. And by pushing them together, I think we're going to uh, hopefully cut down on the hours uh, committed each week or each month uh, to the meetings and having this lull in the middle.
0: Yeah, and and I think that also speaks a lot to the um, the fact that uh, everybody's time is valuable, especially, as you mentioned, the city employees who uh, spend a lot of time uh, after hours and attending a lot of these meetings that they're required to be at.
1: Yes, and, and that's something that I, I respect. You know, our department heads are salaried individuals. They don't get paid by the hour. So we're, you know, asking them to commit more time for their roles there, which is fine. I'm okay with that. Um, but if we can make it better, then we should.
0: And uh, also the uh, 2022 uh, city holiday calendar was also approved.
1: Yeah, this didn't change a whole lot. You know, we just are looking towards uh, the next year. We have to approve those and get them published as well as the meeting calendar. So we just got all that wrapped up this month, and we don't have to deal with it next month.
0: All right. And uh, anything else before uh, we uh, let you resume the rest of your day, Mr. Mayor?
1: I don't think so. Everyone have a great rest of the Wednesday and we'll uh, talk to you later.
0: I'm Tom Snape for The Daily Pod.